Welcome to Aligned and Soulful Leadership. My name is Kavita Milwani, and I empower soulful, multicultural women of color to opulently shine their light without the hustle. I truly believe you can fulfill your soul's desire without losing yourself, your health, or your life in the process. I know that you can ignite your confidence and know your worth all while walking your divine So in this podcast, I will dive deep into topics, challenges, and blocks that women of color experience as they rise up into their aligned life and work. My deep desire is that BIPOC women can lead through their inner wisdom in a way that honors their soul. Are you ready to rise up as the leader you were born to be? Then this podcast is for you. Today, I am here with Haley Ebersole, founder of the Body Mind Freedom Membership. She supports soulful visionaries to release overwhelm and stress by cultivating inner and outer strength and well being rooted in the wisdom of nature's cycles so they can embody the change they wish to see in the world. By marrying personal training, holistic wellness coaching, yoga, and meditation through movement ritual, her work offers a pathway to physical, emotional, plus soul healing to reconnect to Earth's harmonious intelligence inside of our own bodies. That sounds amazing. Welcome, Haley. Thank you, Kavita. So happy to be here. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm excited to talk about this. So I'm sure the listeners are wondering, you have such a a diverse way that you work with people, right? This holistic, it truly is holistic in all the things that you offer. So tell tell us a little bit about what got you started on this path and a little bit more about your story. Mm Well, We are, many of us are here because we're empaths, and that is really how I was drawn to this path. I found after graduating from college, as I immersed myself in the yoga and meditation scene, I was finding myself on the um, kind of the business end of that world, and my body was suffering, suffering. Um, It was a lot of computer work in the back end of these holistic modalities when we're running um, organizations and such. So what I was finding is I was just having chronic pain in my back and I was drawn to body work, to receiving body work at the time and also um, really started deeply receiving therapy as well, somatic therapy, so body-based therapy. Mm -hmm. And I would often take a double header. I would schedule my body work and I would schedule my therapy close to right, right back to back, walking through San Francisco to get to either one. And I quickly discovered that therapy was actually the warm up for the body work. And that in the body work, I would be releasing huge amounts of what I came to understand was trauma um, and just deep holding, physical holding, emotional holding. 
And so in that way, that, that, that was kind of the gateway that opened me to my path. I began to pursue body work. And one thing I noticed as I, as I was working with people's bodies who would come in with injuries was that I was picking up their injuries Mm. and it, you know, clearly that's very troubling period, but as a body worker, when my livelihood was, was taking care of other people's bodies, you know, it's, um, those boundaries are imperative. Mm. So that led me down the path of like, okay, what, what's happening? And I discovered the concept of being a physical empath and, and picking up on other people's emotional patterning through the physical sensations of the body. Mm-hmm. And I knew that this is one of the reasons why I was so innately drawn to movement as an athlete and also as a yogi. And the one of the reasons that I could be of such service to healing through my hands and inviting other people to somatically release in deep emotional ways on the table. Mm-hmm. But I did need to learn how to cultivate energetic boundaries in order to continue in that line of work. Mm -hmm. So that really drew me into the world of deeper into the world of meditation, deeper into the world of self care and supporting my body with healing foods. Um, I really discovered that as an empath, I don't have the option of, cutting back on sleep. I don't have the option of skipping my self-care practice. I don't Mm -hmm. have the option of not taking at least a short walk every day or attending to my physical body because I will have physical pain. And the way that um, both just nervous system overwhelm, being a highly sensitive person in a world that does not, is not catering to those of us who are sensitive and being a healer, being an empath, that in order to do the work and to be a leader in the world, I do need to structure my life around self-care. Mm-hmm. So my work began to shift the more, the more, the, the deeper my own self-care roots grew and the stronger my boundaries, the more I began working with people. Inherently, it was empaths that found their way towards me for movement work, for healing movement work that would not just temporarily release discomfort through body work, but that we can, we can learn to interact with our bodies in a way where we are unblocking the dam of um, emotional holding mm-hmm. and allowing our experience to flow in in a more natural way through our body so that there's not this constant need i love this i love the quote self-care isn't chocolates and salt baths it's living a life you don't need to take a vacation from so i more and more just started working with people as a coach even though you know they'd come to me for movement work Mm -hmm. but really we would be talking about 
how their life was showing up, how, how the challenges of their life were manifesting through their bodies. And we yes. would be exploring how to relate to our bodies with healing alignment and how we hold our bodies and how that impacts our capacity to be present, especially as empaths, how that impacts our capacity to meet the world instead of constantly managing our yes. stress or managing our physical discomfort. Yes, I love that. Yes. And I must say, I know the story is long, but I must say there there was really a a, a shifting, a shift for mm-hmm. me when I began to make the connection between the trauma that many of us hold and mm-hmm. a culture that doesn't doesn't generally create space for alternative forms of leadership, let's say feminine leadership. Mm-hmm. And um, the disconnection that as humans we, we've experienced over the past, let's say 200 years, particularly from the earth herself. So that was really a turning point for me because I had, I had done all these, studied all these um, methods of grounding and mm-hmm. how to keep, how to keep myself grounded and finally i realized oh ground refers to the earth if we're on the earth we're grounded if we're in connection with the resonance of the earth which is a real thing it's not a woo woo thing it's called schumann's resonance and the the earth herself has a vibration and when we find ourselves in nature or even we just take a few moments outside our energetic field begins to sync with this kind of harmonious, natural, um, easeful pace Mm -hmm. of nature. So that was really the turning point when I began to deepen my own study with nature of how to be a a human animal on this earth. Mm -hmm. And that for me is, is what I really see making, having made you know, a quantum leap in my life and my self-care practice, my my relationship to embodiment, mm-hmm. but also those of all the beings that I've worked with. When we really focus on grounding, not as some intellectual experience or even as a visualization or kind of a spiritual, just a spiritual experience, but we're really talking about a very physical, very mm-hmm. practical concept which is go to the earth and be with the earth like the animal that you are and Mm -hmm. and that process does it's it's a natural cleansing process so that's how all of these things come to be married in my work Mm -hmm. yes thank you for sharing that so I you know I was focusing in on honing on some really key points right so first I heard that you were drawn to the practice because of your own experience that happens for so many leaders, empaths, and as an empath, figuring out that you were a physical empath, because there are different types of empaths, taking on the energy, figuring out you need to work on boundaries with your clients, and then realizing you were working with them in a holistic way, really, because I, I, 
there's so much research on the fact that we do hold emotions in our body, especially trauma, right? So body work and movement, uh, so important. And we tend to separate that in our culture where it's like, okay, there's the exercise, right? And there's the mental health and there's the doctor and, you know, whatever, even, even, uh, you know, medicine is, well, there's a doctor for your ears, nose, and throat. And then there's a doctor, you know, but we're, we're holistic beings, right? So to be able to separate that and not, I'm, you know, there are experts in those areas. I'm not saying they're not right. And there's also the need for the holistic view of the being. And so I love that you are not only working with people that day, you embody that right? You embody that just the way you talk about it. And then the piece about self-care and the earth and nature, we're so disconnected from nature, right? We're inside most of the time, um, in front of screens, which is draining anyway, but for empaths, even more so. Um, and the need for that, that regular movement and what a big difference that can make for you. So I wanted to ask you a couple of specific questions. Okay. So first, what, um, what are some things or one thing, just see if you can just share one thing that you has helped you with the boundaries, right? Because when an empath or, um, even a lot of women that are not empaths are in positions where they work with others, and especially if they're leaders, they are absorbing the energy in the room, they're intuitive. And so what is a practice that you can share to help with creating those energetic boundaries? Mm, such a beautiful question. And my mind just gets running because I want to share mm. like 20 things, but let me share the thing that is the most impactful for me. Mm-hmm. I It did take me a lot of time to even realize that my, that the boundaries of my body that I was actually, they're, they're big, they're wide, you know, that it it took me a long time to realize that that's a big part of being an empath is that we don't always have a conscious awareness that this is me. And even though we know this is our body, we're walking around in it, the energetic boundaries get big and then we're around people and they're in our energetic boundaries. So it's almost like they're our body. And that's why I found that embodiment work for me has truly been the key in in the primary thing is to become aware this, this is my body and I'm touching my body right now because that is the really the number one thing that uh, that has shifted my life is touching my own body mm. and it's it's very very simple i mm. learned this because i was shocked at the difference that body work receiving massage was making in my to my mental health yes. and i began to just understand through the practice of mudra, which is a yogic practice of the understanding that the energetic channels, the nadis of our body end in the the ears and the toes and the fingers. And this is also an um, understanding in the system of acupuncture. So in Chinese medicine, so the science of mudra is that we can shift our mind state. 
by what we do with our hands. And I got really interested in this on an, on an intellectual level. And finally, I discovered, I discovered that when I touch my body, simply placing a hand on the heart, placing a hand on the belly, that's what really resonates with me. But I actually started this by placing my hands on my belly because part of my background and part of how I worked with, um, how, mm -hmm. how the challenges of being an empath and an HSP came through in my experience was eating disorders and, and body mm -hmm. dysmorphia and a need yes. to control everything that was coming into my body because I felt very out of control with my, my energetic field, let's say, with the, the boundaries around me. Um, so I started to touch my belly and every time I would offer a positive affirmation, like, I love my belly. It sounds mm -hmm. so simple, but um, it's a very, it was very painful for many years to say that to myself. Mm -hmm. And I work with many, many women where this is where we start in our work. Mm -hmm. um, and so what, after discovering that, I, I learned the science behind uh, the simple, the simplicity of touch on our body. And so if another human touches us, we get a, a beautiful hormone dump, a beautiful, mm -hmm. juicy hormone dump, but we can experience a similar, a similar um, calm to the nervous system by touching our own body. It also invites us to experience the phenomenon of what I sometimes hear people call me, not me, the me, not me mm. exercise. So this is me. I touch my mm -hmm. body. That person is not me. And yes. it takes an awareness, even though we need to, we mm. need that. Um, so that's, that's going to, that's the simple tool is touching the body draws us back into the body. It calms the nervous system and we can amplify its benefit. I find if I simply close my eyes for a moment, take a deep breath. All of a sudden, instead of being up in the head, I'm down in the body, which is really down in the heart. And it's also in the earth. That is to be grounded is to be in the body. That's our animal body that lives on the earth. So that's the number one tool that I recommend. Yes, I love that. I love um, the simplicity of it and the and the power of it, right? And as an empath, we can forget that boundary of where where what's our emotions, what's the other person's emotions or the physical aspect. And so just coming into your body and grounding, so important for mm -hmm. most people, <laughs> if not definitely for empaths. It's yeah. so important. Yes. Yeah. And one of the benefits is no one will even know. Like yes. you can be in the middle, you can be on the verge of a panic attack and you can mm -hmm. place your hand, you can be in the middle of a crowded room or at a concert and you mm -hmm. place those hands on the body and you will receive those benefits and really no one needs to know, you know, it's your own meditation. Yeah. Yeah. No one needs to know. That's right. It's just for you and you bringing yourself into your body, into you know, as you call the animal body and grounding, right? So grounding is so important. And so if, are you willing to share a little bit about um, leadership for you? What leadership means to you 
right? You're on this podcast because I consider you a leader, right? Just in what you're creating in the world is so unique. So what, what does that mean to you? What does leadership mean to you? Mm, yeah, it's such an important question because really we have the con- we have the title or the concept of leadership or being a leader, but in reality, I believe that we are all leaders mm-hmm. and we are all um We've all been brought here with our own unique and mystical relationship to our to our experience, to this earth, mm-hmm. to this life. And it does take following the path as it lays out before us in order to become clear as to what is that unique piece that we're carrying. Mm-hmm. What is our piece of the puzzle that is so imperative and part of the wholeness of the puzzle of of the whole world of the whole universe mm-hmm. in that way we are all being especially right now at this time on the planet we're all being really asked to step up because we're seeing that our materialistic and competition based egocentric society it's really it's falling apart little mm. by little. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And we're really being asked to cultivate vision of what is it that we're creating and mm. how can we create a soul centric and eco centric cooperation based culture that is sustainable and that really honors all of the all of the unique ways of being that are just built into the system for all plants all animals all humans it's we're all unique and we're breaking out of the mold of the one size fits all right now mm-hmm. so for me stepping into that leadership when we talk about nature I notice even already in our conversation, a lot of times it's hard for our, our ego mind to really wrap itself around the human nature relationship. And a lot of times I found, I discovered that I was thinking of it as, oh, I need the healing medicine of nature or I need to go outside so I can be with nature. But mm-hmm. the big quantum leap that relates to has really shifted my experience as a leader is that mm-hmm. We are nature. Hmm. There's no separation. Just like it's it's convenient for the ego in the mind to understand the body and the mind and the spirit as separate. But mm-hmm. what we discover through our so through our self growth practice and through our embodiment practice and through our meditation practice is that in reality they're all constantly intermingled and interrelated, and it's the same with nature. We are we do have our house and then we have the backyard so it can be really easy to think of nature as something we go out into but right. in truth yes. we're actually carrying nature in every cell we are nature we even in our most um technology ridden moments we are it all came from the same mm-hmm. source it all came from nature so rediscovering the inherent and natural cycle of nature as our experience 
is to me innately draws us into our soul mm. and that that sounds I'm, I'm hearing myself sounding very intellectual in, in making these distinctions but I want to say that a simple way to say this is that I believe that it is imperative for all leaders to spend time outside yes. I believe that it is imperative for all leaders to um, not just have a grounding or a calming practice that is maybe a seated practice or some stillness practice or prayer, some moment where we can reconnect to our own inner being. That is, I think, essential as a leader is to really be tethered in to the truth of our inner strength so that we can lead from there, but also right. that we make time to have a direct relationship with nature because there's no media there's no mediation there's no mediating force between um the truth of a physical reality which mm -hmm. which we can understand as here's the ground i can touch it i'm touching the i'm literally touching the grass right in this moment so i feel okay that's alive that's real yes sure i'm perceiving it you might perceive it a little different but we can agree that there's what's real and then when you get up in the head especially as leaders of organizations, leaders um, who are deep in our own spiritual practice or intellectual work or writing things or whatever it is, mm -hmm. it is hard not to be in the mind in a way that where we're, we are, we're living in our own internal world. We're living mm -hmm. in our own mind-centered world. And sure, we can be leaders from that place, mm -hmm. but it's very hard to avoid the ego's influence in that place and to avoid our our past conditioning and the cultural trance that we are all a part of inherently mm -hmm. just yes. because we interact with each other we watch mm -hmm. the television and we do all the things but nature it just is it's direct reality so when we can tune in when we can drop in and it doesn't just have to happen outside. This is also happening in our meditation practice. And we clear the slate, cleanse, mm -hmm. release, let go, get rid of the way that our, our mind chatters. We are yes. connecting to the nature inside of us. And we will be guided mm -hmm. from that place. Yes. That's our intuition. Uh-huh. Yes. Love that. Yes. because. That's a question I hear a lot and I get a lot from clients is how do I know if it's my intuition, right? And so that if you're disconnected from yourself and being disconnected from yourself is being disconnected from your soul and you're in that cycle of that swirling mind and all the things that happen, you know, if you can step away and be in, in, in nature, right. And to, that's allows you to reconnect with who you are, with the truth of, of who we are on this earth and to be able to access that intuitive guidance, right. That, that you crave. And so, uh, not that you crave, but most people crave. That's what I tell the clients, right. They want, I want them to have, be empowered to access their own intuition and not to go externally for the answers. Right. right. It's, that's, that's the, the, that's so key. 
So I would love to hear a little bit if you're willing to share, because you mentioned something in passing, but I just, it just keeps coming to me, uh, in my mind. It's that intuitive voice. That's like, ask her, ask her this question. So I'm going to ask you. Yeah, trust that. <laughs> okay. So, um, you mentioned that, you know, you had this eating disorder, mm-hmm. right. And it was very difficult to be in your body and it was related to control. Right. And I think a lot Mm -hmm. of people don't understand that eating disorders are often related to control and they're not actually about food. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, and then you also mentioned that that's related to what where you start with clients. So whatever about that that you love to share, I think that would be so helpful for Mm -hmm. women out there that are, you know, thinking of not feeling great about themselves and their body image, which is well, yeah. That could be a full other podcast talking about that. Yes. But, yes. <laughs> yes, but it is. I'm so glad it came up on this one because it is imperative to discuss this in any context, I think, when we're talking to women leaders, mm-hmm. because it's, it really is the vast majority, majority of us who have some type of complex relationship to our embodiment. Mm-hmm. And I do, I do. I do want to say again that our, I love to talk about this as our animal body. This is our animal mm-hmm. body. And a big part of the challenges that we're, we're facing as humans is this disconnection to nature, which is really a disconnection to the body. And we've seen that um, it's a living in the mind, it's a living from mm-hmm. the neck up. And we've seen also that this way that the earth gets Mm -hmm. feminized and we can go back in even historical um, literature around colonialism and the way that the Mm -hmm. earth and also indigenous peoples who are being colonized get feminized by the masculine colonizer who's here to save the day with the intelligent, with the rational intelligence of the mind. Mm -hmm. And I, it took me a long time to put all, all of this together with women's bodies um, in a very practical way. I studied ethnic studies and gender studies in college, and I was very aware of this dynamic. But as I deepened my relationship to my, um, to my own body, I realized that, you know, we can talk about this as being some thing either in the past or this is some big, you know, fear theoretical thing but in reality this is the way that colonialism plays out for in it differently in all of our bodies based on our relationship to race based on our relationship to gender based on our relationship to sexuality is that the basically the the best way to disempower someone is to disconnect them from their body the most effective way to disempower someone is to not only disconnect them from their body but to make them feel like the body is the enemy. Yes. Oh, yes. To, yes. To get us wrapped up in that endless cycle of, um, and, and also perfection is part of the colonial paradigm. It, mm-hmm. It's a huge part that we have to, uh, that there is some ideal out there for anything mm-hmm. that, that, that will keep us chasing our tail forever. Yes. So as female leaders, and as leaders generally, reclaiming 
our right to be here is re is the foundation. It's reclaiming our right to live on the earth is making friends with our bodies. Yes. And that is, and I, I said earlier, you know, leaders, I, I encourage and invite leaders to spend time out in nature, but even if that doesn't feel resonant for everyone, or even if everyone, you know, even if someone's like, yeah, cool, it's great, but I'm not really into that, we can connect to nature through movement, through touching our body, like the first mm-hmm. tool I shared. It's so simple. We can re- connect to it through breath. We can connect to nature through sound. Just a simple sigh can be the mm-hmm. difference between living six feet outside of our body, completely above the neck, in which case there's really no way to lead from the soul in that situation. Yeah, yeah. It, and the difference of coming back inside to reality to the earth inside of us to our animal body to the very simple basic fact of our breath of this moment and from there accessing the intuition which does require a friendliness on -hmm. the part of our bodies and I find that a lot of times I work with women who don't come to me specifically because they have they're they're working through their relationship with their body, but they come to me because they are stepping into their leadership or because they're mm-hmm. looking to cultivate boundaries or self-care or intuition. And starting in that place of friendliness with the body, starting with touching the belly, touching the heart, which I call yes. the mudra of radical self-acceptance, touch the belly, mm-hmm. touch the heart. Yes. We always start there, every session, no matter what. And that's in my public classes, my private classes, my private clients, because that is the pathway to our power. Mm-hmm it's the pathway to our power. Yes. Good. Thank you for sharing that. And I'm glad I asked that question. See, follow your intuition. Yes, (laughs) Yes. always. So Haley, um, we could talk for hours, but you know, for now, if people wanted to find you and get in touch with you, you know, I'd love to hear what's the best way and what you're creating in the world. Yes. So all of my work and writings live on exploring body, mind, freedom.com. Mm-hmm. That's all one word. And I am, I've created as, as a means to connect with people in, in a wider way and really offer these healing practices. I've created a membership that's really accessible where we can explore aligned therapeutic strength training Mm. and really marry that with meditation, relaxation, and yoga, Mm -hmm. all inspired by nature. So that's really my most recent um, just heart-centered offering that I'm so excited to be having more and more leaders, because I truly believe if you are actively in in the cultivation of your self-care practices, you are stepping into your leadership and you will be guided more often to speak from your truth versus to fall, just to be unconsciously following the cultural trance. So the Body, Mind, Freedom membership is a beautiful way to connect. And I also work privately with beings who are looking to marry physical movement, marry personal training 
with life coaching, with a deep, um, mm -hmm. deep goal, goal-centered, intention-centered um, inner work. Yes. Okay. Wonderful. And I will have those links available um, in the show notes. So if you didn't catch it, don't worry, it will be available. Um, and so I like to also end the podcast with a segment called resource reveal, right? It's kind of like peering into, you know, the things that inspire you or any recommendations that you have. Um, so what is a resource that you'd like to share? And if you have more than one, that's also fine. But what would you like to share that would be helpful for the listeners today? Yeah, my, this was a really hard question because there's so many things I want to share. Yes. <laughs> but I was, I was really wanting to, if you are feeling called to explore how your personal relationship to nature and really just how your journey interacts with the natural, organic, harmonious cycles of nature, um, regardless of, you know, what we think of as going out into nature. I really love Bill Plotkin's work and he's, he does so much. I mean, you can really connect with Bill Plotkin and in a lot of ways on various podcasts mm -hmm. and such, but he has two books that have really shifted my life so much. One is called nature and the human soul. And the mm -hmm. other, I, I can't believe I'm, um, I'm forgetting it in this moment. Hmm. Huh. We'll, we'll have it in the show notes, but yes, I, I believe that it's the only two books he's written, but they explore how, when I, when I, when we spoke at the beginning of how we're in this pivotal time of shifting on the planet, mm -hmm. he's really exploring how human development has stagnated, generally stagnated at the cycle of the adolescent stage and we're really mm -hmm. finding that we're being asked to as a culture to really push beyond the adolescent stage and in order to do that we do need initiation that's really mm -hmm. the key between moving from adolescence inside of ourselves and to true adulthood where we our heart is geared towards the benefit of the whole where we're no longer primarily just concerned about getting my piece of the pie. What do I look like here? Um, and we graduate from that ego-centered place to a place where we are in devotion to the larger community, where we are inherently leaders because we are doing our sacred work in the world, not necessarily just in our work, what we think of as work, but we're, we're being of service through our through, through, through our, all through our being, through our presence. So I love Bill Plotkin, and I'm I'd be so um, just gratified if if I turned anyone on to him. Yes, great, thank you. And yes, we'll have his name and um, the name of the books in the show notes for people as well. And he, this was really amazing. So many gems, I guess, of wisdom here. Uh, it's one of these podcasts that I'm, I'm guessing people will listen to more than once so they could, could learn some of the things you spoke about. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast and, um, till next time. Yeah. Do you have any parting words, Haley? 
Well, I do realize I didn't mention I also teach live virtual classes every week. Oh, so that's another okay. way to co- connect live. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. And I, my only um, parting words are just to thank you so much, Kavita, for the work that you do in the world, for offering this podcast and really cultivating feminine leadership and make all of us empaths really step into our power and our leadership because we are the medicine. We are what the world needs. Yes, we so are. Thank you so much for saying that as well. All right, everyone. Till next time, as always, take good care. Thank you for joining me for Aligned and Soulful Leadership. I was inspired to start this podcast as a way to empower women of color to rise up into their aligned leadership. Remember, I will have all the resources I mentioned during this episode available in the show notes at alignedandsoulfulpodcast.com. I'm your host, Kavita. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please take a moment to write a review. You are truly appreciated as a listener, and I would love to be able to share this knowledge with others. Your review is like an invitation for others to join you. Thank you. And until next time, take care. Bye.